Lou, I think this is Bill's phylactery. It's got something in it. That's a paint can. Bill keeps his nails and stuff in those. Put it down before you drop it. That's fine. Uh-oh. What's all that racket? Dude, was that you? <clears throat> uh, no. Gather your garlic and silver bullets, adventurers. It's Find Your Fantasy, Dark Fantasy, this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Master's Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your Dungeon Masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's enter the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Did you put those back, Scott? Bill's about to come in. Uh, I brushed all the screws underneath his work. I need to talk to you guys. Who Who was in my shed? That was Scott. It sounded like it a girl. It was the dog. He saw a mouse. The, the, no, the the dog was the dog was in there, that, and that I went to go. Nah, yeah, I went to go get the dog. I accidentally stepped on his paw, and he made that girly screaming noise. He's talking about Levi. Yeah, it's fine. I expect somebody to go in there and pick up the mess. There's no mess. Why is there a paint can on the floor with a bunch of washers all over? I don't know. Don't look at me. I wasn't there. You know Lou doesn't pick up after himself. I have you for that. <laughs> you know, next time I got to fix a drawbridge and I can't find any washers, I know who to blame. Scott. Lou. The dog. The dog. The dog. Levi is short for Leviticus. That's a proper hellhound name. Dark fantasy. Yes, it's cool. I like dark fantasy. It's fun to visit a dark fantasy setting, especially around Halloween. Our gaming group tries to do that every year in October. Uh, whether it's your homebrew setting, uh, one shot for Halloween, or a visit to Strahd's Barovia, dark fantasy can be a frightening yet enjoyable adventure. Dark fantasy is a fantasy setting with elements of horror. Yes. The way you screamed just a few minutes ago. That was not me. That was um, somebody else. The neighbor. See, I, mean, I told dog. you it was him because he, he just slammed it on, on the dog, dog. <laughs> and now he's saying it's not him. He forgot his the, lie. It was the neighbor. It's because he's scared. Yeah, but when the dog farts, it's really him. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, a dark fantasy, it's, right, you're still in a fantasy setting. You know, you're not fully immersed in a horror setting, but there are elements of, of horror that... Um, not presence. all rainbow and sprinkles. It it is not, <laughs> nor not <laughs> nor should it be, because if it is, then you know you have left dark fantasy and gone into something else. Twisted. Yes. Not horror. Yeah, and you know when we're engaging in like a dark fantasy type setting, you know it's always good to have a discussion during a session zero or a. Hey, by the way, we're doing our annual Halloween thing this year. Does anybody have anything that could be triggering or upsetting or whatever have you? Is there anything that's off limits? You know, and be respectful of that. We say that quite a bit, but, you know, it's something that you really... Someone might have a genuine fear of clowns. Yeah. And, and actually talking... I mean, it, it's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, but granted, 
if they did, they wouldn't be playing with us. This is we're true. nothing but a bunch of clowns. <laughs> um, but still, yeah, a, a genuine fear, not something that's just, you know, chilling in, in the moment, but something that's very, like, very triggering. Clowns could be scary. Clowns could be scary. Zombies could be scary. Zombies. Un- undead of all kinds. You never know what sets people off. Yeah. And it's a good idea to to ask them, all right, this is the kind of premise. Is there something in this genre that really, truly makes you uncomfortable? Because you don't want to really put your players in that situation because then they're just going to stop coming. Yeah, what's off Some wouldn't even play. I know there's yeah, some guys that have uh, phobias to spiders. Not our guys, but there's people yeah. out there with phobias to yeah. spiders. Well, like uh, claustrophobia. You're talking yeah. about, you know, sealed in coffins or a mausoleum or something. Yeah, there's a lot of different things. Death is one of those subjects a lot of people just don't want to talk about. And let's face it, in a dark fantasy, it's all over the place. It's all over the yeah. place. Death, undeath, you know, that, that the whole supernatural that's around that. So it's a good idea to just kind of, you know, test the waters a little bit. And all right, guys, is there somewheres that we really should not go? Well, let's talk about your heroes are likely going to be anti-heroes. Yeah, they're not going to, or they. Sh- I, I think they shouldn't be. They should be a little dark. They got to be as they got to be as dark as the setting. You know, yep. they they have to. This isn't uh, a Superman, Captain America kind of campaign. This is more like Punisher, Punisher Wolverine yep. type of thing. I can't play Dwayne the Enlightened. No, as not a paladin, a, not unless Dwayne's a little on the skeevy side and has <laughs> loose morals. You got to figure where they came from, right? If yeah. you're growing up in a dark fantasy setting, D and D is a dangerous place to be, anyway, right? Yeah, if you it, look at it. Can you just, just being a farmer is a dangerous thing. Yeah, something's going to try to eat you or kill you or you know abduct you or something like that. So, add dark fantasy elements to it. It just it makes it. Even more deadlier. Well, you think about it. You're an adventurer. You're putting yourself in harm's way just going out. That's part of being an adventurer. Yes. You're putting yourself in harm's way. Yeah. So that harm might be... And you know you're doing this. Yeah, you're that's not, just it. You're yeah, not involuntary. I'm going to go take a stroll and whatever happens, happens. No, Ta-da. as an adventurer, you know... Yeah, you're you're looking for trouble. You're Shit's going to happen. Yeah. In most cases. Yes. In most cases. You get someone like Bilbo who got dragged into it. But, I mean, that's... Even still, he was told ahead of time, this is what's going to happen. This is the possibilities. And it was vague, but it was still there. Yep. So, yeah, as an adventure, you're putting yourself in harm's way. So you have to be expectant of this. And people putting themselves in harm's way in a dark fantasy probably came from a dark beginning. You're going to be hardened. Yeah, yeah. Not or you've just, been at it a while. You may have yeah. started the innocent, but you are no longer the innocent. No, that kind of brings us to our, our next uh is bad things are going to happen to good people. Yeah. And it's going to be by your hand sometimes. You may you may have to let the village burn and the people be destroyed, devoured, whatever have you, to preserve your own life or to continue whatever mission that, that you're on. You know, you have to make those hard choices. Well, I look at it this way. Heroes cannot do everything. Something is always going to fall through. Yeah, uh, you do the best you can, but you can't save everyone. Right. Well, it might be a point where there you absolutely cannot. What if the the encounter is dictated where the only time your nemesis appears is if someone sacrificed? Well, now there's an innocent on the altar. Do you save the innocent? If because if you keep doing that, you'll never get to your your goal. Right. Uh, so the innocent has to die for 
the big bad to appear for you to engage the big bad and do away with it so no one else has to die. But in the meantime, the person on that altar has to die, and you can't stop it. Well, to even go one step further, because of that, I would say there's five people in a party, but there's six altars. Yeah. So which which one do you... You do or your, four altars. Yeah, you have to let one or two go because yeah. you can't be in every place at one time. Yep. So, you know, do you put that moral quandary in there, you know, because in my mind, if I'm stopping you from, it's only one altar that you're working at, I yeah. can keep that bad guy away. But now if there's four of us and six altars, yeah. six sacrifices yeah. happen at the same time, yeah. all there, within there, about a mile from each other, yeah. which two are you going to let go? Or how do you do or that? Or it could just be, it could be in a, uh, in a, uh, a circle yeah. that is as large as a football field. Yep. Well, there's there's no way you're going to be able to get to the other side or influence the other side while you're trying to save that person who is being sacrificed yep. by someone which probably has a weapon or spells or something like that. You have to combat them and try to do it expeditiously so you can get to possibly... And safely. And safely. Um, or the other side is there's five of you and there's... Uh, four all or there's five of you and four altars and the only way out is through the altars someone has to in your party has to be sacrificed yeah who's gonna who's yeah. gonna be the one that steps up and goes eh, i don't mind dying today yeah. there's one altar yeah yep yeah and we gotta sacrifice someone Somebody. who's going yep roll the dice the lowest one loses that would be me every time <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that you know that's a, yeah. There's different scenarios you can you can go about it. Where sacrificing your own party member. I mean that's yeah. as dark as as dark can be because they may be like fuck that. I don't want to go. And well, then now we, you have we've to, done that once. Yeah. It was while it wasn't dark. It became that moment became dark when Mullaf sacrificed himself. That probably was the darkest time where I seen that happen. I was not happy with Bill. Well, or Scott. in my table, um, it was evident that someone had to reach into this contraption to open the door to progress because they were caught there. Yep. And they had to move forward. They couldn't move back. And it looked fairly obvious that whoever reached into here, that's right. something bad is going to happen. And I lopped off Andrew's character's yeah, arm. That's right. I remember that. And he, he that's the way, I mean, it got a lot, it, he moved forward. Yeah. Uh, it was magically sealed immediately, but he lost his arm, felt the pain, everything. But it became obvious that this is going to be a dismemberment. Um, I didn't really mask it. Right. Someone had to, okay, I'll do it. You know, someone had to do it. And it, it, you see several of the players balking. Yeah. Especially your spellcasters going, wait, 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 wait a minute. But yeah, that's, that's probably one of the, you got, that's something where something bad happens to somebody good. Yeah. Or when uh, Higgerdeen was captured and we found him and he was all mutated yep. and experimented on and Cal tried to save him, but he threw himself into this pit. Because he was an abomination and he yeah. knew it. Yep. And you know. uh, I'm, I'm still the, upset the, about The presence that. of the party gave him that momentary glimpse of... of yep. uh, Freedom, I think. Well, um, a revelation of what, what he's become and where he's going and his way out. Yep. And his way out was to basically throw himself down into the pit. That at the bottom had an open pool of magma. Um, so if the fall didn't get him, the the molten rock did. And that was a surprise. A, a Everything about it was a huge surprise. I don't think anybody saw it coming. No. I no. know you and didn't. That, and that was dark. That was dark, yeah. and I found it upsetting because I, I was 
I was attached to Matt's character. I, it was the first oh. time I saw you get wet-eyed, I'll call it. Well, as he was falling, you hear, I love you, Ken. Yes. <laughs> it still sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, the, bad things happen to good people. And unfor- it, it might be your party members. In our group, it often is. It might be the people around you. And you can't stop it or shouldn't stop it. But you go into that, you know, as a player wanting that kind of emotional roller coaster ride, right? Isn't that why you you play an RPG like D and D or any of those other tabletop RPGs? I you, would hope so. You want something more than just, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cross swords with some bad guys and see some spells. Sure, that's cool stuff. But where's the, you know, where's the meat? Yeah. I beat him up. I killed him. Where's the loot? Next room. Yeah, I I think that's like the next evolution in your gaming lifestyle because in the beginning that's all you want is to cross swords yeah but now you want a little bit more i'll call it meat on the bones more thrill uh with the ride of of the game and i think that's where you know when you start doing that you're evolving as a player and as a gm because you're you know uh guiding this through the the game world Mm -hmm. yeah i i think if you know when you're sitting at sitting at the table and you're you know you're you're having your your light moments where you're laughing and you know there's there there's there's funny stuff happening and then there's you know some dramatic things happening and and loss and victory and you know you're up and down and up and down and up and down like you've you've now crafted a good collaborative story and it's only going to get better from there in your you know like your your gaming experience yeah, that, that kind of, you know, moves us to, you know, we know that there's going to be disparity and hopelessness at times in the game. It should be yeah. in your dark fantasy. Well, like I said, you, you'd be sitting around the table and enjoying a drink and laughing, and the next moment, you know, death, maim, ham, and, and the world coming to an end is, is moments later. And maybe someone got really hurt, and yes, okay, they were brought back, great. Or maybe someone did die, and you can't bring them back. But then you beat the big, the bad guy, and now there's, you know, there's adulations everywhere, and everyone's riding the high until you remember, well, we, there was a cost, and there's that roller coaster, and you need to have those those lighter moments to bracket the dark moments, and vice versa to to get that roll. You can't have the highs without any lows, otherwise you're just on a flat track, yeah. and, and it didn't help. And bracketing them like that makes the high points seem higher and the low points seem lower. Uh, it, it, for me, one of my low points in a game is again when when Mullif sacrificed himself to me. That was as low as he, I, could, I didn't think it could get any worse. <laughs> I was ready to. Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor. What if I were to tell you that I can put a team of professional writers alongside you at your desk while you're prepping your game? Sounds pretty good, huh? With Describe, we can do just that. These narratives vividly describe monsters, places, spells, people, you name it. It's there. And there are more than 6,000 of these easy-to-search-up, copy, and pasteable, beautifully written narratives right at your fingertips. Describe has graciously provided us with a discount for our listeners. Head on over to describe.com backslash DMD. Use the code DMD at checkout to try Describe for two weeks for free. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to the show. So almost, not as a player, but as a character, give up. Because I'm losing my friends now. Yep. You know, I knew I lost you. I didn't know anything about Lynn or the other ones yet. Right. So when I started hearing or gathering this, 
it was like the lowest point of my game life. I was like, oh my God, all my friends are really dying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was impactful. Yes. You, you know, Mullif, Mullif died the way he should have, you know, being a religious zealot and, you know, self-sacrifice and all that stuff. And Len died the way he should have too, just being alone, you know, and, and enduring a terrible death being like ripped apart by flying demon things. Um, and it was, you know, there was a, there was some disparity and, and hopelessness left, but even when we wrapped it up where we, uh, we did the narrative on, on Rumblebelly dying uh, like an old man with, with none of his friends left. Yeah. That, that was alone at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it was still pretty bleak. I mean, it, it, it got a little brighter. Right. But there's going to be in a dark fantasy disparity and hopelessness. You know, there's going to be uh, families that are used to losing children at a very young age. Um, there's going to be um, single parents from losing a, a, uh, a partner to um, disease or you know, some war animal or war, you know, uh, premature death. Uh, people aren't, people are going to look perpetually tired because no matter how sturdy your home is, you're going to be able to keep a werewolf out or vampire, you know, so they're always going to be on high alert. The smallest Creek will get them up. There's PTSD is going to be rampant. Everyone carries an implement. It might just, be a hoe or a shovel or, but everyone has something that they can use as some kind of weapon, even if they know it's a feeble attempt. It's going to, it's going to look like one of my friend's grandma's houses. <laughs> she, she was an elderly Hispanic woman and there was, uh, there was Jesus on the cross in every room. You know, there's going to be holy symbols everywhere, you know, on their person, you know, either, either with jewelry or decorating the wall or tattooed on, on them. Um, there's, there's going to be a, a lot of, a lot of holy symbols everywhere, hoping, you know, that it'll prevent the wickedness from kind of creeping in to their home or their village or their town or whatever, whatever have you. And that kind of, you know, brings us to, you know, the world is the setting is often dark, bleak and in a dystopia fashion yeah it's it's gonna be uh, quite literally sometimes it'll be dark right it'll be hazy or foggy or there's not going to be a lot of a lot of sunshine um even if there is there's no vivid colors well yeah everything uh, straws realm right but i mean even if the sun is out um there's lots of browns and grays and blacks. Everything looks like it's dying. Everything looks charred. Everything moldy or old or decrepit. I mean, just nothing seems to be vibrant, even in the brightest of the daylight. So it's like, yeah, it's a beautiful sky uh, until you look down and nothing looks good. Nothing looks healthy. Nothing looks like it's, it's, everything looks like it's in the brink of death. Oh, that would, that would for me, it would be like, what the hell's going on? You know, I'm, I'm losing faith in everything because I know everything around me is dying. Well, like I said, and you, and you, like I said, you, you turn around, you come look down, and okay, there's rocks and there's this and there's that. But as you get into the, the valley or the, the gorge or whatever, things are becoming sicker and sicker and sicker to the point where nothing looks like it, it's going to live the day. Plants, animals, people, 
everything's emaciated or looks sickly. And you just kind of like, okay, um, what the hell? Yeah, well, see, when you start talking like that, I start thinking uh, WOD or World of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. I I often see like a dark fantasy setting, much like a um, monster movie from Universal Studios back in like the 50s or 60s. I was about to say, I see it more you know, towards the Victorian and, era. Yeah, black yeah. And white. Yay, Harryhausen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. God bless Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. But black and white. Yeah. Blacks, whites, grays, um, just like watching watching those those movies. And I think they're really good inspiration for someone that wants to do a dark fantasy or even particularly like Journey to Barovia or any of the other domains of dread. Um, watch those movies and and see how they're done, you know, with the monster reveal not necessarily happening early on, um, but build up to that suspense. Uh, even something like Penny Dreadful. Penny, that was yeah. one of my favorite, yeah, favorite very, TV very, shows. very good series. And I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of a, a movie, and I can't remember the name of it, but it had like it was, the colors in it were really like subdued, except for like I think the blood. I think the blood was a vibrant red. It was it was a, a graphic novel, and I wanted to say Sin it was City. Since exactly, yep, yep. Sin City kind of color scheme and stylized look. I think would be perfect. Yeah, the for blood was very, there was there was little little hints of of color in there, and to to frame the fact that all right, the bad guy is in that putrid green and yellow, yep. and the, the 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 hot girl's got the bright red lipstick, and you know, so yeah, it just just a little flash of color here and there to accentuate the point, but for the most part, it's all you know black, white, and gray. Very well done. Yeah, it, it was, and Frodo Baggins was super creepy in it. <laughs> he wa- he was. I was like, this dude is like, yeah, he was creepy. But those are all like good things. Get your inspiration from like movies and TV shows and stuff like that. That's it, some of the greatest places. Yeah, and someone else did all the work. Yeah, well, it's no different than reading a mo- as Scott says or Bill says. What do you what do you call them? Retail adventures. Retail adventures. Modules. Modules. Call them modules. Back in the day, <laughs> you're still getting your inspiration for those. You didn't write it. Nope. Yeah. You're actually getting your story from this. So it's no different than taking the the plot. I won't say the plot, but the inspiration from a movie. Hey, we've done an entire episode about where to find inspiration. Yep. yep. Go listen to it. It's way in the beginning. Yep. It wasn't bad. It was okay. it was pretty good. Yeah. I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. <sighs> uncomfortable <laughs> silence <laughs> and that's find your fantasy dark fantasy we'll see you next time in the dojo that's going to conclude this episode thanks for tuning in and listening please subscribe to the podcast for more great content if you'd like to hear a particular topic you can reach us out on facebook at the dungeon masters dojo or you can drop us an email at the dungeon masters dojo at gmail.com thank you and have a good day <laughs>